introducing The Sound of Design with Mark and Dan, the podcast that takes you on an exhilarating journey through the captivating realm of custom technology. Join us as we unveil the sensational tales of Nashville's very own dynamic duo of AV designers. Don't miss out on this thrilling auditory expedition into the mesmerizing world of custom technology. Uh, Welcome to The Sound of Design with Mark and Dan. And we are very happy that uh, you've uh, joined us, so thank you so much. Um, We're going to jump right into it uh, and uh, introduce ourselves a little bit. And so, Mark, uh, if uh, you don't mind, maybe uh, just tell us a little bit uh, about where you got your start. Yeah, um, I have been in the AV industry for 14 years professionally. Uh, prior to that, I went to school for audio engineering and music business. Oh, awesome. Um, yep. Moved here to moved to Nashville after that. Um, in 2009, uh, interned at a couple of places, uh, ultimately ended up working in the AV industry because it was, uh, there was a big boom here in Nashville and just kind of saw my career path go in that direction. Um, you know, prior to college, I went to, or I, I used to play music and I say used to, I, it was a big influence in my life. So audio has kind of been something that I've always been excited about, uh, whether that's performing, you know, I do play a few instruments. I'm a vocalist, um, uh, or listening, you know, I've got a excessive music library that <laughs> is still in my <laughs> iTunes, which no one uses anymore, hey, but, man. uh, and a ton of stuff saved through Spotify across most genres. So, Music was my thing, and uh, when we got into the AV industry, it was uh, it was something that I could use all of those things that I learned in school and you know prior to that, uh, and you know move them over into my career and use them on a day to day basis. So yeah, um, yeah, that's me. Nice. Well, I I have to uh, share a similar story, which is um, I also went to school for audio engineering, but I started also playing music when I was real little, you know, when I was seven years old, I kind of started, um, playing instruments. And so I hear you a hundred percent. It's like you start off, you have a big passion for it and all throughout high school and, uh, started teaching music. And I kind of always wanted to make records and, you know, after three or four different bands and all that kind of stuff, it was like, you know, the technical side of things I think is really where I'll probably end up, you know, and once that sort of happened, it was like, okay, let's learn how that stuff works. Let's go out to California. Let's, you know, see how the industry works and so on and so forth. And, um, and we, I got married. I had a great time in California. The sushi <laughs> was very good um, still. And I love Nashville, but man, the sushi that you get in LA was, was, was awesome. Uh, so anyway, we, uh, I, I will say this though. Uh, there was a slightly different industry out there. Everybody and their mother's uncle is in the entertainment industry out there, and it's primarily visually based, right? Mm-hmm. And as a musician, like, you don't realize that they're two different things. You're like, oh, yeah, it's audio video. It's like, yeah, but my background is music, and that's where I can kind of really highlight and really, really can bring a lot of value. And they're like, yeah, we, we need a, a video editor. And <laughs> we need an AE and we need a, and I was like, yeah, those are not, not what, quite what I do. Uh, right. So when I came to Nashville the first time, and this was like 20 years ago, um, 
we were uh, we were here for a conference, and everybody was a musician, and I mean everyone. The wait staff at restaurants were musicians, and the people <laughs> that we, like everybody loved music. It was like, oh my goodness, this is such a cool place. And so uh, we came probably I want to say ten years ago when my daughter was born. Um, we we uh, we moved to Nashville. Um, and we got a job at also in AV, obviously being the background, like it, it totally made sense. And I had never really learned or known about kind of custom electronics. Like everything I had learned was, you know, studio stuff and, um, you know, recording techniques and mixing techniques and stuff like that. And, um, you said a lot of these things, you know, were pretty similar. Um, you know, in what way is custom electronics similar to kind of pro audio? Yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately, you know, you go to a you go to a concert, right? You know, mm -hmm. in, in the pro audio world, and if it's a, a high budget production, especially, and you know, if you go to there's some really good places here in Nashville to go listen to music, anyways. Um, a lot of times, they're trying to, you know, make sure that music is played back so you feel like you're right there on stage with the artists and the musicians um, while you're there seeing the show uh, we kind of do the same thing just in the house right so uh, gotcha. when you when you watch that new movie that's out in theaters when it comes to your home however you want to watch it you know we strive to give you the that experience that the director wanted you to have in the theater in the home as well um in stereo listening there's a lot of folks here in music city that love to sit down and just listen to music on a record or, yep. you know, stream it or something along those lines. But one of my first real experiences in the custom AV world was a premium pair of bookshelf speakers that one of our colleagues from Atlanta brought up because we didn't have them in this area at the time. We would just had access to, you know, some mid-level stuff. Sure. Um, and I sat down with that client that we brought them up for, uh, listened along with that client and knew that this was the industry I wanted to be in. It, it's funny you say that because I remember growing up, my dad had a Macintosh stereo from 1972 and Dang. Oh my goodness, man. Like, and I hope my dad lives, you know, forever, but if, and when that day comes, like, I want that stereo. <laughs> he still Absolutely. has it <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. And, and I remember the first time I heard Michael Jackson's record bad on that stereo. And I don't think he had the greatest speakers. I think they were like old advents or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but the way that it hit and the way that that record just smacks you in the face, um, it was like, oh my goodness, this is great. And that's probably one of the reasons why I really liked music, quite honestly, is because it gives you that ability, like you said, to uh, feel like you're there with the artist. Like you get to have the emotional connection because you're enjoying the music itself. Um, and, uh, you know, when we went to L.A. and we're sitting there going, like, everybody's like, this is how this guy makes this movie. And, you know, we're talking to people and the co dinner conversation is about, you know, directors and film history and stuff like that. <laughs> and I started to kind of gain an appreciation for it. It still wasn't my, like, maybe it didn't start off as my passion that way, but the deeper and deeper into that world you get, you start to realize it's very similar in the artistic intent and the way that people are trying to communicate. They're trying to really 
you know, move you. They're trying to give you that emotional connection. Yeah. Cause that's where you're, you know, that's, that's where you fall in love. Right. And you get to hear those stories or see those stories or experience those stories and it becomes real. And it's like, Oh, I get to escape for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you, you talk about emotion. I remember that song that I listened to on those speakers and it is one of my demo tracks to this day yep. because of what I felt when I first listened to this track. It is an emotional connection for sure. Yeah. If you take that emotional connection and you decide, okay, I want to do that myself. Um, would you say that that's something that the average person could actually do themselves? You know, I, I guess it just depends on, on, uh, how far down that rabbit hole you want to go. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we joke about being, you know, saving the world one stereo system at a time, but ultimately, I mean, in the past year, how many traditional stereos have you set up? You know, it's probably less than five. And I could say it is for me. Um, yeah. most folks are wanting that architectural, beautiful look across their home, which we can, we'll get to as, as we talk, but, uh, uh, I think there's a lot of a lot of things out there that you can get stuck on. Well, and and that's kind of why I brought it up because I found a lot of times when you're looking at these things, you don't really know what you're looking at if you don't have a background in it, and a lot of the terms can be kind of intimidating. And a lot of what people say, especially if they come across as experts, you know, and they'll mm -hmm. say things very strong and this is the way it has to be and you know, oh my goodness, this thing blew me away, and it's yeah, okay, <laughs> all right, all right, I, I I get it, you know, and I'm glad that you had an experience, but I'm sitting over here listening to the same thing, going like I don't get it, <laughs> you know, like what am I missing? Right. And and I found especially my preference is not the same as my wife's, which is not the same as my brother's, which is not mm -hmm. the same as my dad's, and I'm sure you probably have experienced the same thing where everybody has a different set of ears, yep. so. You're going to, so just because it has a spec or just because it says, you know, on the label, it does this thing or that thing doesn't necessarily mean that you really know all there is to know about that speaker or about that amp or about that. Right. Like, right. Agreed. Agreed. And I know you and I are part of a, uh, a few, uh, Facebook groups and other things in regards to home theater and stereo. And you and I both comment all the time on these pictures of, <laughs> of systems that, you know, folks have pieced together and no offense to anyone who has a budget, 100% understand, but there are folks that have the budget to do the right things that don't necessarily do the right things because maybe they read on the internet that this brand is the best of the best for every situation. And, you know, I, I have an ear for certain speakers, but I have a pair of another brand in a room behind me here that if you would have asked me eight years ago, I never would have owned, right? Because my ear didn't like them at the time, but they kind of grew to like them and they fit in different scenarios. Those speakers honestly are in the room behind me because they don't sound great in my living room anymore. My living room's too small of a space for the speakers that I have. Right. Um, so, you know, being able to bring in an expert, even if it's a simple stereo, um, you know, whether it's high end or mid fi or, you know, whatever it is, being able to, to go in and talk with someone and physically listen to the product is a big game changer, in my opinion. 
Yeah, and I found too that it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to listen to an entire speaker manufacturer's lineup. You know, I tell uh, folks all the time, you know, picking a pair of speakers is a lot like picking a flavor of ice cream. There's no wrong answers, <laughs> right? No, it's true, right? <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you know, listen to three or four different brands, okay? Similar price points and in a similar style, and you'll get kind of an idea. Okay, this brand, you know, has a very nice bright sound, or, you know, that brand has got a very smooth kind of almost buttery sound. Uh, these folks have a nice mid-range boost and, and that kind of an idea. And so as you start to listen to them, you realize like each brand has its own sonic profile, just like a flavor. And then you can pick, okay, well, in my application, I need the in-ceiling or I need the in-wall or I need the tower or I need the whatever it happens to be. And so, uh, and then according to performance, I want to be less than 200. I want to be less than 1,000. I want to be less than 50,000. I want to mm -hmm. be more than 250,000. You can say whatever number you want, right? And it, it doesn't matter, right? As long as you know, well, I'm getting this brand for that reason because that's what my ear likes, right? My favorite part about what we do is you can play one speaker from a, uh, you know, an in-wall speaker from a certain brand. And I know whether you want to spend that money at $200 or $2,000 that you're still getting sonically the same speaker across across their entire lineup and you can kind of make that fit everywhere in the house which is nice you get to realize like you're making a custom decision here you're making a a choice you're you're putting something together for someone because that's what's going to suit them and their needs and it's like does 24 inch you know solid gold rims work for every car and <laughs> it's like no uh it would definitely work on your car dan yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I'll get right on yep. that, Mark. Yep. Um, In regard to that, you know, are there are there other industries that you kind of that kind of jump out to you um, that are similar to us outside of the AV world? Uh, there's just so many other differences, but if I could kind of boil it down to one um, kind of similarity, it's that when you customize your car, whatever it is that you decide to do you don't necessarily know what your options are until you go talk to the guy. Right. And it's because there is a technical element at play. And so I don't know if those rims that I like are going to fit. I just don't. I don't know the size. I don't know uh, necessarily, you know, what the what what tires are going to be compatible. And I don't know if it's going to work on my particular axle or, you know, whatever that you know, thing is that connects my wheel to the rest of my car. <laughs> like I'm not an expert in it. I, I, and I hate to sound like an idiot, but I have to for a second to prove the point. Yeah. Like, I just don't know. So when I went to the store, I was like, Hey man, I know I want this color of wheel and I know I want this kind of tire. You know, I drive a lot. I need high mileage. Mm -hmm. Like, so I can tell you those things, but I don't know why I'm going to go with that brand versus this brand. And I don't know why I'm going to go with that thing versus this thing. So can you kind of help me out and tell me like which ones are going to match up? Now, if I don't tell him I need high mileage, he's going to take me to a performance tire and that's going to be wrong for me. Mm -hmm. Right. So I have to know like, no, 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 you, I, I drive 50,000 miles a year, man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like I'm going to need something that's going to last. 
Okay, so that's more important to me than say somebody else who's like, yeah, I drive ten thousand miles a year, and I want to go to the track. Right. 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 That makes sense. That makes sense. So I guess I would ask is, um, you know, if you're a designer, right, um, what is some of the unique um, uh, perspectives or approaches that uh, that you take that might be a little bit different than uh, other AV designers that are out there? Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of things, but I'll try to I'll try to consolidate. Um, so, you know, being being there or being communicative is very important for me um not just all around uh the sale but also uh in regards to things like budget you know i bring up budget you know when we're talking about things as i walk through the home not because i want to sell them things that they don't need or that are really expensive but because in a lot of cases they may need something that is going to be really expensive in my eyes and I want to make sure that they're comfortable up front with what we're talking about so being able to communicate about budget is very important um and uh you know at the end of the day just you know building a relationship that's sure. that's my biggest thing is like I I'm not here just to sell you this box or that box I'm here to you know get you the the experience that you want in each space of your home whether it's inside or outside. Yeah, and that's a really, really important call out there, which is that it's not about a part or a piece, but how those things come together, right? And and I think it's it, it's kind of at the core of what a designer is really supposed to do, right? You want to make sure that you are kind of creating an atmosphere or creating an aesthetic you know, for the client that they've requested, maybe they can't get there on their own, but they have kind of an idea. I want to do this and I kind of want to do that. And so let's try and bring that idea to life. And so um, I love the fact that you talked about relationship because that's really what it is. If you don't tell us what you want, we can't do it. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I had a conversation with someone. Uh, we're walking through a house and they said, uh, you know, should I put speakers outside? And I kind of looked at them and I said, well, do you listen to music outside or would you like to? <laughs> and they're like kind of stunned. And there was like, you know, five seconds of awkward silence. Like, well, I never thought about it. I was like, well, if you do and you want to, then yes. <laughs> Let's put speakers outside. Uh, if you don't listen to music uh, while you sit outside, um, then we shouldn't. <laughs> right. I, I know it sounds silly, but... You know, that's that's the kind of thing that, you know, a good I think a good designer who's building that relationship is going to ask and say, oh, you know, what do you want to do and how can we how can we make that happen? So. Right. All right, man. Well, uh, I guess the only other thing I would ask, what makes our version of technology different than, say, some others? Sure, sure. So, I mean, I've been in this industry for 14 years, like I said earlier, and, you know, TV's. I've gotten have gotten cheaper year over year. I mean, I remember selling an eight series Samsung television in 2009 for 3,500 bucks for a 55 inch. And now that same eight series is 400 bucks. Um, is yep. it the same? No, we can get to that. No. Um, which <laughs> kind of gets to our part of the industry where or 10, 15 years ago when there was really only maybe one or two big names in 
premium home automation uh, to now where it's definitely more affordable. It's still, you can still expect to pay a decent amount of money, you know, a proper home automation system or home entertainment system. It's not really affected by the do-it-yourself products, which aren't really designed with integration or experience in mind. It's just designed to uh, be able to put into your home and say, hey, I want to be able to control my lights. Well, cool. Yep. Here's this light bulb that connects Bluetooth to this light bulb that connects to this little Wi-Fi hub. And you got to go to that app in order to do that. But if you want to do the lights in the ceiling, you've got to go to this other app and then so on and so forth. So we've now just created an entire page of, of apps on your phone to allow you to control different things around your house versus what we do where we have one app that you go to that says, you know, good night or good morning. And it turns on your lights and your shades and whatever else that you want to do. So yeah, go ahead. It, it sounds kind of like what you're saying is that you're the main differentiator is that we are no longer talking about technology for one room or for a single use application. You're talking about technology for a whole home application Correct. Uh, where you're going across, say, two or three different rooms or 10 different rooms or 20 different rooms, and there's going to be technology in all of those. And so it stops being, again, going back to it, something that you can really think through yourself because, you know, how many people know how to put speakers in 20 rooms in the house? <laughs> you, the like, unless you go stuck, learn, right? I mean, speakers. Oh, oh yeah, speaker sucker. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> uh, no, that that's that's where I was getting. I might have got a little long winded there, but uh, one hundred percent. Like that's it. We have to be forward thinking when we go into a home because it's not about what are they doing now. It's what are they going to do in six months or you know when they have their you know maybe you meet them and they're going to be having another child in a few months and they've got this new room that, you know, obviously their newborn is not going to have an iPad right away, but at some point they may have uh, a device and a gaming system and a, a, a television to stream, you know, their favorite cartoon or something along those lines. So we have to be forward thinking when it comes to a lot of things um, around the experiences we create, uh, especially when it revolves around networking. Sure. Well, and I'm glad you brought up networking because it used to be that, you know, a lot of this stuff was done and I'm going to, you know, date myself, but there, there was five wire and <laughs> cat three and, yep. uh, these older, you know, serial connections that, that we would use. And for those who are not technical, what I'm talking about is technology from 30 years ago. You know, everybody heard the famous stories about Bill Gates and, you know, his, you know, super fancy smart house that you walk into a room and the art on the wall changes mm -hmm. and, you know, the temperature changes when someone walks into a room based upon their preferences. And, you know, these things that are quite honestly in sci-fi movies 30 years ago, 40 years ago, mm -hmm. well, those are available today. <laughs> like you can do a lot of those same kinds of things, not always exactly, but you know, for the most part, you know, today you have a frame TV that puts art on the wall based upon your preference and it looks like art. It's incredible. <laughs> and you, <laughs> and it's pretty amazing, yep. right? And you can control your thermostat from your smartphone. And, you know, if it's a learning thermostat, it'll start to learn your patterns and automatically adjust for you. And, you know, so there's some things that, you know, were insane propositions 30 years ago that now, you know, you can do 
um, you know, with the touch of a button. But there still comes to, we're we're still in a place I think where it's not plug and play. Mm-hmm. But to your point, you start getting into multiple layers of that, and before you know it, it becomes untenable, and the designs just stop working. Right. 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 Outdoors is a big is a, has been a big thing since the pandemic, and it continues to grow rapidly. Um, and a lot of folks, you know, don't think about asking their AV designer about these things. And we've got a lot of cool stuff that can make your life easy, make it sound really good and not have to see it. It's really a focus of aesthetics. And I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of what you alluded to is that kind of a, I want to have speakers in this room, but I don't necessarily want to see them. I want to have a TV in this room, but I don't necessarily want to see that it's a TV. Right. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Well, as things get more and more complex, you know, I think it's it goes without saying, talk to your integrator, talk to your designer, and uh, making sh- make sure that you have uh, folks who are asking good questions. And uh, as that process continues, we hope that you'll join us for additional episodes uh, where we're going to get into some of the deeper dives, right? We're going to get into the networking conversations, and we'll get into uh, distributed audio and, you know, get more in depth into uh, some different design principles uh, at all different types of levels and performance levels. And, you know, it's a big world. And I know the way that I design might not necessarily be the way that you design, which might not necessarily be exactly the same as somebody else wants to put a design together. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, hopefully this is uh, something that is edifying and educational. So you know what uh, it is that you're going to be looking for, what questions you can ask to make sure that you're, home technology is awesome and it's exactly what you want it to be um when that time comes (laughs) so again thank you for listening i'm dan i'm mark and thanks for listening to the sound of design please uh like comment subscribe and uh, we'll see you next time later